All right, welcome to Height Drop, episode two. Whoop, whoop. whoop, whoop. Uh, this is the podcast that we talk sometimes about parkour and lots of times about other stuff as well. Parkour's uh, boring sometimes. Today we have Knox Manino, the one and only Knox. He doesn't really go by Manino, he's just Knox straight up. I'm in athlete page, Knox only. <laughs> I think that I'm going to change it legally to only Knox. It might even say only Knox. It might, Knox might turn into the last name. <laughs> only will be the first name. You will just start calling me only. Only not. <laughs> You'll just start switching the N and the L because you just you fuck up if you say it a lot. There you go. <laughs> uh, and it's a word can you, you can't say just too much. One name, or do you have? You to can, have I think. I don't know. It's. I think you can. We'd have to Google it. We need someone to Google shit for us. We just kicked Hunter out of the of the <laughs> living room because we didn't want to have too much noise. <laughs> Sorry, Hunter. Hunter Nyblum. 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 So we miss you, buddy. But we were we were scared, but um. Anyhow, also with Knox is myself, Brandon Douglas, uh, international parkour sensation, and <laughs> and, stud. and of course, Dylan Baker, everyone. Dylan. What up, guys? I'm here. He's totally here. He's present <laughs> in the moment. He's ready to go. All right, so we got some, <laughs> we got some hot topics for you guys today, starting off with underwear gambling. Woo! Whoa. This is the... We have a list, by the way, guys, of... Of just like some topics to t- to cover in every episode, this is the first thing: underwear gamble. What does that mean, Dylan? I didn't think you'd uh, introduce it. Well, I, I have to I, throw it out there. I, well, I, it's all good because I didn't know what it meant, but I think I do now. You're taking the gamble. Well, this is a conversation we had before on like a dry run when we were trying to do like a podcast. We're like, all right, what, can we try this podcast out? And then it didn't work out, so we're saving the conversation. Well, it until was now. funny. It was funny, but that's why we had to cut it off and save it for now. Because it was like, all right, it's we're not going to talk about it anymore. Underwear gamble. Well, anyways, uh, yeah, so basically I was just I was a little bit um, turned off by the fact that you can't try on underwear. And when you fucking go into a store and you find a package of underwear, you never really know what you're going to get. It's a gamble. It is it's quite a gamble. gamble. And when you buy that thing... You never know what you're going to get. You could get, like, the ride-up crap. You could get... Dude, the Hanes no ride-up. They're just not... They changed the design. They changed the design. It rides up now. It does the opposite of what they say it does. (laughs) I know, dude. It was perfect. They were the perfect underwear, and I wore them for years, and then all of a sudden they changed it, and now it's like... It just, like, pulls your balls just (laughs) under a little bit, and it's just like... It rides up. kind of makes your balls smelly, because they're, like, closer to your butt. (laughs) Speak for yourself, bro. I mean... Yeah, I <laughs> am. Your balls smell, you sick. It makes my own and whoever else is wearing those boxers, <laughs> their balls get a little bit smelly because of the location of the balls. <laughs> it just pulls them a little bit too close to the butthole, if I have to say so. Well, we're starting off on a real high note. All right. Shit, what are we so we got now? the problem with Hanes now. Hanes, what do you, what do you, what are your best underwear underwear bleh, underwear recommendations? Maybe someone can tell me now. I don't know. Wait, are we talking about criteria or one that you have? Okay, we got, we're, are we going with briefs? We're obviously going with briefs. Well, do you guys wear boxer briefs? Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Nice in between. I didn't even say. I didn't feel like I even had to say boxer briefs because who wears briefs? Yeah, no well, dad wears briefs. <laughs> I can like, wear briefs and I probably dad. look pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm, we got some solid butts going on. Well, yeah, I'm gonna look good. Yeah, I'm gonna be tanning up those legs like <laughs> all the way up to the top of my thighs if I can. But I don't need to show off. I'm not showboating over here. I'm gonna wear boxer briefs. So the thing is, with my bubble butt, 
<laughs> Those things are going in the crack. There's nowhere else for it to go. Oh, yeah. It's for sure. Enough. For sure, a brief turns into a thong on, on Dylan Baker, everyone. <laughs> That's what's going to happen with him. So you got to watch out if you got that big bubble butt, as he just said. All right, well, we need your recommendations for the best underwears to wear, and namely for training parkour, because we're doing a lot of moving. We're jumping around. Our hips are opening and closing constantly. <laughs> so uh, give us your shout-outs. Right now, I'm rocking Pumas, these Puma boxer briefs, and I gotta say... I rock the same ones. I'm digging them pretty pretty much a lot. Dude, okay, for one, whenever you wear them, they kind of get the perfect amount of loose, you know? It's true. They come out of the dryer, and they're just like, oh, they're squeezing you a little bit, but then... You just kind of wear nice them in, like, hug. within, like, a few days, like, minutes. You're just like, ooh, yeah. But they don't ride up. They don't ride up. They don't ride up. They don't have any technology to make them not do so. But they don't do You know what else I really <laughs> like? And this is maybe going to segue into our next topic. But, like, t- a- two years ago or whatever it was, at the original NAPC, North American Parkour Championships, we were in Vancouver where it was held, and there was a sponsor called My Package Underwear. <laughs> and it was, like, these underwear that, like, had a little pocket for your package, for your dick and balls, and it just kind of like, it was nice. It held it out of the way. I still just, have them. I still have them too. I've got to say, I've worn them a little bit to shreds. They're probably going to have to go in the garbage soon. However, what do you think about those? Because I really like those. Actually, those are pretty. Those are pretty decent. They're pretty solid. So, but actually, package, I just realized I still have the old Hanes No Write Up. I've hung on to these for so long. I That's have what I'm like right now. Six pairs of them. <laughs> Dude, the Hanes sticker thing is like about to fall off. I guarantee there's some holes down there. I don't even I don't even want to look. <laughs> so, there's no way there's not. There's no way there's not. I've had these for You're, when were they discontinued basically? Yeah. I mean, come on. Hey, I, holes might not be a bad thing in underwear. Yeah. In the right location, they could <laughs> Well there's could be, a hole for that. Well <laughs> I mean for airing out. You know, getting some cross breeze in there. Those, those, those Hanes no riders. Yeah, but are you get thick. caught. You get caught in a skinny dip. Well, obviously if you're skinny dipping, you're gonna you're gonna be fully naked. <laughs> it doesn't. But matter. you get caught in like a you know you're hanging out with your bros. Maybe some girls are there. All of a sudden you're like, oh, let's go in the pool. Let's go hop the fence. Get in the pool. You can't be pulling down your pants and have your butt cheeks hanging like streaking through your your <laughs> boxers. That's not a fashionable look. Not that big of a hole. Maybe like moth size holes. Like little little Wait. guys for like some ventilation. Those are pretty thick cotton. I don't think it's going to be. A they're good thicker. Look. They're pr- yeah, maybe. I'm going to go ahead and disagree. But what if they're underneath <laughs> where you can't see them, dude? Maybe I could just take the bottom where the holes develop and just put some mesh. <laughs> So the, the structure of so the underwear you're is still... creating a bathing suit. The, the structure of the underwear is still maintained. So that the technology the is maintained so that I can still have the... That's no the rider. worst part of bathing suits is the mesh, though. Wait, wait, maybe I'm thinking of something Cut else. that out immediately. Yeah, I should what shred is the material thinking, thinking of? You something might be thinking like, of mesh. I know what you mean. Like the air... I don't know. Yeah, no, it's mesh. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but I hate that stuff. I mean, I know what you mean. If it's actually just sewn in and it's not like clipping to your legs is not yeah. like elastic that's like choking your thighs then it might work hmm. all right billion dollar ideas where we need a sponsor my package we're looking at you um and then moving or puma puma or puma. puma yeah i'll take puma, a puma. Puma's I'll take and they have nice colors they which is dope key. colors i'll just pull my pants down and i look at myself in the mirror with that color you don't even have to have the mirror and i just get stoked Got pink ones. I'm not surprised. You got that you're some teal ones in the, in the gray ones. Ooh, <laughs> that's not even really a color that's worth talking about. But I like gray. 
especially with my eyes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you do. But, all right, this kind of segues into our one of our next little things here. Um, if you're just joining us, we just talked about underwear for the like, last 10 minutes. Who knows? Why would they just um, be joining us? Because I told them to skip ahead in the description. Oh. To, I was, I'm going to say, like, <laughs> skip ahead to the 10, 12-minute mark so you can actually hear some substance. We're going to get into... Uh, <laughs> We're going to get into some competition talk real quick because we were all at NAPC that one year when we had my package as sponsor. Dylan and I competed a few times. You did, like, the original Tempest games. I did. Like, whatever it was called, parkour games, like, when yeah. they, first, they were demoing it and stuff. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. Okay. And we'll start with NAPC of this most recent year since it was just featured on Flow Show, even though they made a mistake. Tim, you got to watch out. Do some fact-checking, bro. What was the mistake? He said he was in Colorado. Really? Yeah, he's like, NAPC in Colorado. I mean, maybe it's just because like, there's a lot of <laughs> us there. But no, it was in Vancouver, Canada, at Origins Parkour. What did you think of the event? What did I think? What did you think? Uh, As a participant. I think it's one of the, probably the best events around. Like, as far as uh, speed and style, comp- or maybe not style, I don't know. Speed and skill competitions go. It's pretty great, and it it really values the athlete. Um, mm-hmm. Some competitions aren't as geared toward the athlete having a good experience, but I think it's like pretty. They're pretty on point. Like obviously, there's going to be some good some bumps money, in the road. Like, but yeah, I think you're totally right. Like I haven't competed a whole lot, maybe not as much as you, obviously, but but that one's probably the best event I've been to. So props to Origins. Yeah, they give good prize money. What else is good for... Um, one of the other cool things that I really like is um, the the fact that you can sell, like, the merchandise. They have, like, that whole section. Yeah, that whole day dedicated their, like, to us. And there's a way to, to, like, support the athletes while they're, um, you know, on the road. And um, it's cool because, like, for us, like, we're up in Canada and, you know, like, like Canada, people from Canada don't want to, like, pay for shipping from the U.S., and vice versa, so it's kind of a cool way to like just exchange like merchandise and hang out. And they had like oh, there were cool... some goods exchanged. We did not claim any of that at the border, so those Mounties <laughs> they missed it. We got through. It's good. Um, good for what else? What do you think about qualifiers? This has been a hot debate amongst some competitors. Maybe not that hot. Maybe a warm debate. But just like, what do you like better, invitational, or do you like do you mind qualifying? Um. Because I know I a lot of us necess- bitching a little bit about it when we were there. We're like, oh, we have to do all these jumps and then just do them again, like, in two days. Yeah. But uh, what do you think? I don't necessarily – I don't mind qualifying, but I think it's sometimes overdone. Like, I think this year maybe was definitely – I think it was definitely overdone, I'm going to be honest. It was just, like, I – we did, like, all the courses and all the skill challenges before – you know, like, the actual event, yeah. and, like, got to practice them for a decent amount of time. By the end of it, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm, like, maybe 80% yeah. powerful. As you had, to, like, you, yeah, started. Like you competed started, in, like, I was like, okay, I felt a lot better. Multiple events, so that's going to be rough, yeah. It wears on people, and Kent Johns was in, like, all, I mean, and several others, like, Joey, and there's lots of dudes. I can't remember everyone. I just think of the MTI guys first, because I have a crush on them, I guess. And, uh... <laughs> But those guys competed in every single event. I love you, Kent. And 
that's gonna definitely wear on you. I mean, you get that day in the middle to like sell merch and rest a little bit, but um, yeah, that that almost felt like an advantage for me going into the speed rounds, just like not having to have done the skill rounds, like qualifying and anything. I was like, I definitely had like good energy. Like, so you had, you had to. Dylan, you had to qualify, but you didn't have to qualify. No, we both had to qualify, but he did two events. He did skills and speed. Oh, gotcha. I did just the speed. Well, I did freestyle, but I didn't really have to qualify for that. There was, like, basically a couple teams dropped out, and then they kind of just let everyone in, I think. They changed the format, too. Um, yeah, so, just so four people to two people. Which I actually and, really liked, and we adopted that for the yeah for the, the National Jam. The Colorado comp worked comp, out yeah. pretty well. Um, I like... I liked watching it. it and we actually did ours even a little bit more, like, slightly differently. I think we took what Origins gave to us and improved upon it just ever so slightly. We had a DJ that was, like, flipping back and forth between records, and, like, one record kind of represented one team, and then another record represented another team. So they were real quick, like, 15, 20 seconds. They were just like, like, whatever it was, Q-tip, vibrant thing. And then he would, like, cut it over. <laughs> And then it would be just like Choop or whatever it was. I don't know. He did a lot of like old school hip hop that day, so it was pretty dope. It's nice. I didn't actually see it. Oh yeah, you weren't there. You were just like, I'm done, bro. I didn't even. I, didn't I watch watched all day. Speed. I gotta get out of here. I didn't watch the speed cop. I was like, I want to watch some freestyle. I don't really care about the speed. The freestyle like, was ridiculous. I mean, it's just people are gonna run real fast. <laughs> people, this, this is. I get tired watching them go because it's just. They're running that fast. I'm like, Jesus, these guys are running fast. I think the freestyle and, is like more taxing almost and, than the speeds. And oh, like physically. Depending no, no, on like the format, sure. but, but like, I get amped. You know, that's just like my thing. I would have done the NAPC one, but well, I think what's got easy about Dante speed is like I come to a speed so. comp, I approach it, I'm just like, clearly, I need to just go from I need to hit all these checkpoints, and I just haven't figuring out how fast I can do it. Whereas a freestyle, you're like, oh man, what should I do? And you just <laughs> actually have to like come up with stuff and. I don't really train the same way that you know well, a lot of the I guys that I, do really well in those comp- competitions do. So I just kind of, if you watch the the live stream, the whatever like they re-uploaded the live stream, I'm just goofing around. Like I look ridiculous. I'm but just th- like, I think what I meant by that was more of that. I've already seen people run fast before. You know um, what I'm saying? People are just gonna run fast, and I'm just like, it, it takes so long to do that section of the competition that I'm just like, I'd rather just watch people throw down shit, sick shit that I've never seen. Like, and then be like, all right, sweet, I'm going home. <laughs> that was cool. Dante did a fucking double side, and Kent was doing roll bombs and shit. It was ridiculous. The yeah, freestyle, really like, the last freestyle battle was the dopest. I was so amped on that. And those dudes from Miami, that was sick. He did that, like, last shape punch inward off the wall. Yeah, super those guys were like, super legit. There was some serious that's talent going like, there, I would know? say to each his own. I mean, that's, like, your no, no, for sure. I think. Yeah. So that's that's the only reason why like I left for that like afterwards. Did you just, watch the live stream of the NAPC? Um, no, I I, don't, I, I might have been. I heard there was like something. some complications, but I mean, now that they queued up the audio, well, they they up. made people pay for it. You had to pay for it, and it was kind of fucking up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Luckily, there's definitely I didn't some complaints pay for there. it and watch, but <laughs> apparently, Hop was like, "Dude, it's, it kind of sucked because I like paid to watch this thing and it, like is all jacked up the whole time." So, I mean, I suppose that's something they can improve upon or not make people pay. Because you're already paying to be there, right? Or, like, if you're watching, like, in person, you're paying to yeah. be part of the event. So, like, I mean, I guess well, they uh, have to set it up. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. 
I see both sides of it. Like, yeah, yeah obviously you want to get deliver like the audience, like whatever they can, the best version of the comp you can get, the best coverage they can get. And there was some apparent seriously compl- serious complications, like with the audio being like three or ten seconds ahead or something like that, and like spoiling some of the action and. I mean, I suppose I don't mind like, if it's pay per view as long as it's like good quality, you know. Yeah, yeah. I no, think I that was that. like an oversight. I'm sure they like. I'm, I mean, I'm, I guarantee like the Deuce from Origins like were you know bummed that that happened yeah. and they were trying to deliver like a really hot it, product for sure, for sure. But um, it was definitely like a step up. Like at least they're getting a live cast out and. The people that donated to watch it, like, whether they, like, got a really dope show or not, I think that they really helped contribute to a great event because they were able to put on a dope event because of those contributions, like... Yeah, for sure. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone, do you guys have any thoughts on, does it ruin the spirit of parkour? Competitions. (laughs) These competitions, what do you think? Well, I think you have to maybe categorize a little bit, just... So we don't get too out there. I think from uh, the speed uh, mm-hmm. portion of competition, I think that's a really interesting way to approach it. It's like it's really unbiased. It's like yeah. you either did it <laughs> faster than the other guy, or you didn't. And like yeah. that's the end of the story. And I think it really tests like partially like kind of your creativity. Like depending on who sets up the course, mm-hmm. um, like you. Like, go through this area versus, like, do this exact thing. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you see, like, a lot of really cool variations and people thinking through problems, like, how do how do you actually get through this area the quickest? And so it kind of becomes, Or like, even, like, a, a play to your strengths. Like, yeah, if exactly. you are really dope at one thing but not another, then you'll see some variations there. Yeah. So in that sense, I think it's interesting, and um, I think it pushes people. I, I also think it's... Uh, a great way to test your ability to actually use parkour in like maybe a like a serious situation. Yeah. So um, a lot of times, like when we're training, we're just like chilling. We might do a few things. We mm-hmm. might like try a line, um, but a lot of times we don't know like if how we would react in like a like an actual situation where you may, might need parkour. I'm not saying like that would yeah, really yeah. come up, but it's kind of cool just to see because um, it is kind of an intense moment. It's like okay. You're not determining when you're going. They're like they're yeah. determining when you're going. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. And then you have to like you're kind of, maybe have like a little bit of a adrenaline. Yeah. Um, you're trying to like think of a lot of different things at once because a lot of those courses are like pretty long. So you have to like you can't necessarily plan out all of it and have yeah. it all in your kind head of at just that like, moment. So you have to be in the moment. Just be like okay, you're problem let's go. solving. You put like a few puzzle pieces down, but like in general, like that whole puzzle is like. For yeah. me, at least when I'm running, is like not you know completely filled in, and like you said, you have to like kind of stay improvised and mm-hmm. allow yourself to be in that moment. Because if you really plan it too much, some people like freeze up and they mess up the one thing or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're I think you're on point with that. I yeah, think, so I, I don't know. But, I think it progresses the sport just a little bit more than if you only train a certain way. Like every time I do a speed competition it, like, reveals to me some weakness, like... <laughs> That's one of the things that I think is huge about it, is, like, there's so many advantages, like, if whether or not you... You know, I, I definitely think that there's, like, a certain way that we all practice and, like, train that's not like a competition. Like, most of us don't train for competitions. Right. I don't think anyone really does that, you know, I know, really. But... The Ninja Warrior folks do. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> 
and I don't want it. I, I kind of like it that way is what I'm saying is like, I like that no one's really like trying to like just train to like win competitions. I think that's going to be like the way that it, you know, kind of should be. And I don't know if, if competitions get really big, maybe it'll kind of switch over and people will actually just start training to get themselves like gold medals. And I think that's why I think that's when it ruins the spirit. I think that's when it, it's going to ruin the spirit. But the, see, it, but at the same time, like, too, and it's like, if you're training cares? to compete, I don't care though. No, that's it's like, like someone could no. do that and they could start like training just for competitions. How does that affect you? Doesn't affect like, all. Who, give, who gives? Here's a the shit. only thing. Here's my uh, caveat. Like one, I don't care, and I and I also think that competitions are really dope for all the reasons you mentioned. Like it pushes the sport. Every time I'm at a competition, I'm surrounded by like all these ridiculously talented dudes. You're just like so, just like in awe Put usually of like all the skill too. that's there, and you just get like your mind blown a little bit. Like with the double barrier competition, for example, like at NAPC. When you guys were doing like front flips over that huge gap, and then Dante even front flipped out of the front flip, <laughs> and you guys are you doing like trying to front one eighty, like just ridiculous stuff is going down. It really pushes the sport, pushes like each individual athlete, and you learn a lot about yourself and your weaknesses, like holes in your training, um, holes in your mental game. Even if it's if, if only that, like you're just like, wow, I'm not comfortable doing that, or yeah. like I was like, man, I wouldn't do that front flip, and it's not that I couldn't. I don't think it's just. I won't do those. So yeah. it's something that I've wanted to like get better at is front flipping over distances because I think it's super dope. Like actually, you know, it's funny that people sometimes say flips aren't parkour or whatever, yeah. but it's like my favorite thing sometimes in parkour is like a ap- applicable flip. <laughs> like doing a front flip over something like that giant dive front you did on Baker Blog episode five. Oh, yeah. There's no faster way to get over that railing down onto that roof. Well, actually, that was an interesting thing because first of all, it's um, at an angle. So if you were to actually try to vault it, it would be, you'd be conging like yeah. from like a side yeah. kong, which would be really weird. And it's, and it's unstur- unstable. So yeah, it's actually, a wiggly rail. rail. Wobbles. So it literally is like the best way. Yeah, to you don't want to vault that rail. It's first of all, it's a rail. You don't like to vault rails over roof <laughs> gaps. There's a very famous reason why. I mean, like that was like obviously a. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we all know that one bail, like where that guy like his hand slipped and he goes like front flip to like stomach taco on the next building <laughs> to um, meat grinder to meat grinder i mean luckily he made a nice recovery but that could have been a lot worse even so the front flip is applicable but even like circling back to like why we like competitions and why they don't necessarily even matter if you, like first of all it pushes all the sport and let's say it's starting to ruin it for some people like oh, i can't believe like people are actually training for competitions and not just training for themselves i don't think that matters i think you're totally right it's like it doesn't affect you um i do want the sport, I would like to see it. Obviously, it doesn't really matter what I want. Like, I'm just going to try to make, you know, what I'm, what I'm interested in happen, and hopefully that's good for the sport and all. I do want there to also be, like, athletes that don't have to compete to be a parkour athlete. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, other there's, like, skateboarders. And... Like, I, I, I like make, I liken it to skateboarding or snowboarding because those are kind of similar structures sometimes. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, Sean White's winning, like, gold medals in X Games and, like, olympics and stuff but he's not necessarily like widely revered as everyone's favorite snowboarder just because he's like winning all the the competitions like a lot of people would rather see a video of travis rice or like yeah i don't know i'm probably updating myself because i haven't been in the snowboarding game for a while there's probably like way better like more (laughs) new names now in snowboarding but you know what i'm saying and same deal with like skateboarding it's like sometimes the guy that's making the like winning street league or whatever, like Naya Huston's like this really famous competition skateboarder now. 
like obviously he's legit and you can't take that away from him and he's legit everywhere that's one of the reasons why he's winning but he's not everyone's favorite skateboarder and there's lots of skateboarders that don't have to win gold or win bronze or anything to to make a name for themselves so i think it's like as long as it's there's both opportunities that that'd be good for the sport because i think it's also really good for people to express themselves creativity creatively or express themselves like through move through videos and stuff mm-hmm. creating art <laughs> you got to create that art you know and that's one of the I things agree. that's why that's what just because i really like doing that you know i like making videos i feel like that's kind of like my thing more than anything is i i like it from an artistic perspective you know just mm-hmm. sort of like being able to create something you know it doesn't mean that you're not in same physical condition well i'm definitely not like physically beast like joey adrian whatever <laughs> but you know he trains every fucking day so but i think that you can push your you can push the movement in different ways you know each like you said you know to their own you know however you you want it however you want to do it so no yeah i think like, it's it's cool to be able to make films and uh and you know hopefully there's like going to be teams and brands and stuff you see, like, obviously with Farang and Storm Store, Merm even. Like, I mean, <laughs> hate to be dropping Merm bombs Farang, on us. We're going to drop some. We're going to be, we're gonna be dropping some Merm bombs because we got some Merm bombs that are going to be dropping in the future, hopefully. Yeah, definitely look out for our next clothing line. Um, we finally are getting the, the Maybe shirts a video and ever. And... Like, we might do a video. Like, <laughs> Let's not hype ourselves up Maybe three much. years a video will come out. Okay, that's, <laughs> that'll be our timeline. We could definitely make one by then. Yeah, for sure we're going to make one before we'll then. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you got to learn how to fly that helicopter. <laughs> for sure he's got to learn how to fly that thing. It's hard to do. Uh, where were we? We were just talking about competitions. I mean, like, I I agree. I don't really care. Like, people are going to do whatever they want to do. I just think as long as the competitions are good, they treat the athletes well, it's well done. Like, that's awesome. You're not going to see people do certain things. Unless there's competitions, you know, like not for everything, but you see things that you would have never seen before, like come out like in competitions, especially like the freestyle stuff. Like you would never have seen someone do that much beasting like out in training, like back to back to back to back. Well, that's a negative. Well, this is a lot of people argue that's one of the reasons why they don't like competitions. Yeah, but when it's because people are putting their bodies on the line in a way that's not actually sustainable and to get like the gold medal. For sure. And, but uh, you have someone like Kent, who just won the whole Colorado competition. Well, that's what's... Everything, winning. and he did it, like, perfect. Didn't get that's what I'm saying, is, like, it's it's good that, like, a lot of the people are that are winning are, like, the ones that are not putting their bodies in line. And I think it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like, how they develops because there's a lot of people in the community that are really adamant about, like, everyone training in a sustainable way and, like, not doing damage to their body. And trying to make sure that, like, parkour is maintaining, like, a legit reputation of, like, we're not throwing ourselves around and, like, hucking shit. But there's also... I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) For sure you do it all the time. That's why you're injured right now, bro. (laughs) Fell off your bike at, like, 40 miles an hour. (laughs) What are you doing? That sucked. (laughs) We went to the grocery store after. I took it like a man. Yeah, he's got a bloody arm in King Super... Or, no, Whole Foods. (laughs) Just, like, arm dripping with blood. And he's holding just like some strawberries. To, holding some strawberries, trying to get some some new snacks. Um, yeah, you know I was that. getting them strawberries. Yeah, you did take that like a champ. It was kind of a fun to bail to watch. All right, so we kind of covered that. What about like Red Bull versus like? There's another thing that we kind of touched on, 
is like Red Bull is not a competition that's like owned and operated by parkour people necessarily. So we like NAPC. We like um, some of these like grassroots jams or jams, but like events. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about, um, you know, there's obviously, there's obviously some shit to be said about Red Bull. Like there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I can't believe you're supporting that. Some people are like, well, you got to do what you got to do. Like make that paper right now. It's the only way for athletes like Jason Paul to make a true living as like a legitimate parkour athlete. And you just, maybe you should give him props for doing it. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, I don't know. It's a tricky one, but uh, I think I think it more matters what they're doing rather than who the company is. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people just get so worked up about the fact that it's like an energy drink when it really doesn't matter. Like if you if you know anything about what's good for you, you're probably just not going to drink energy drinks, (laughs) and then that's okay. And it's just you just like, shouldn't yeah. drink those, like sure it's ever like you're using parkour to like maybe they're using parkour to promote their energy drink, but it's up to you to figure out what the fuck you should put in your body. It's not up to like you shouldn't let some company tell you what to do. It's mm-hmm. so it, for me, it just comes down to like it's a company that wants to put on an event for parkour, and I think that's pretty cool. But where I think it kind of gets a little fuzzy. And I think it's less than ideal is that, like you said, it's not run by the athletes. It's mm-hmm. the company has a lot of say in how it's done. And I would like a lot of people really like, I hear format. a lot of people no, like it. Remember the format? Yeah. I hear they, a lot of they good did things. The video. Mm-hmm. They did the video format where it was like, you guys have to go out and make this video within like, I don't know how they did, had like a day or something. Yeah. Um, but they like had to make and edit a video and they did like a video battle Oh, and yeah. I thought those were really dope. Like, mm-hmm. they that way they were able to like express like more of that creativity, and like I don't know, they just got a little bit more weird with it than okay, Santorini every single year, right? Dude, that's <laughs> so, got lame, dude. They need to switch that up. It was so cool when they were doing it in different spots, London, Japan. Like, it was sick. Yeah, the American ones were kind of whack, to be honest. But <laughs> it's fine. I didn't really. I wasn't up, really it was really dope. Or, like, like enough to know anything about it when they were doing it in America, but. So, like, it's cool to do it in different spots. Like, that's what they do with regular, like, or Red Bull, like... Would uh, you compete if stuff? you were invited? Yes, Knox answers yes. Knox Continue. answers yes for show. I'm not sure. <laughs> it depends. It is a I would do it to say I did it. <laughs> How much are they paying you right now? Is that what you're saying? Dude, I'd do it for free, man. I would do it just for the experience. I would do it. Just I feel for, that. I yeah, I mean, if you're getting a free ticket somewhere. I mean, somewhere, dude, it's a shit it's product, but up. it's a platform, and they're bringing the best athletes all over the world to one place to just, like, do the coolest stuff. And not only that, every person that I've that has gone to it has told me that it's really chill. Like, yeah. they get to, like, they get to do a lot of relaxing. There's massage therapists. There's free food and gear and stuff. Super chill, and it's yeah, like, no stress. Red Bull as they a train, company is, like, they, pretty legit. They treat yeah, their athletes. They treat the athletes well. They get, to, they get to train together and, like, have fun, and then by the time it's they're, they're going to do their runs and stuff, they're, like, everyone's, like, stoked, and there's a lot, like, less pressure than you would expect them to have for an event that's supposedly, like, you know, Red Bull level. Yeah. You know, so the athletes, I've heard good things from people. And, like, Vinny, he's been there, like, a lot of times, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I can't really speak to it because I've never been to Red Bull. 
and they probably never will go because it's just I don't see it in my cards. Dude, man. I also it's like, not really the kind of event I think I'd get an invite to. Even, but but I don't even know if I'd like at this stage of the game. Like I don't really care that more. Like I would do it, but I'm not like trying to like make a crazy submission video. Like maybe I will. I've already made one. It's pretty yeah. dope. I like that video a lot, and I was just stoked making that video. <laughs> yeah, so, I think it is what you make it, you know. And I think you're like, right now. You got to work with them almost, you know, like. I think ideally, yeah, we'd all like to see, like, the biggest competitions run by the best and, like, you know, parkour enthusiast-owned well, companies. Red Bull was run by Nico, who was a practitioner, right? Well, yeah, and they have, like, the judges are all, you know, there's, like, Livewire, like, who else is, like, Showtime or, or what's it, is it Showtime? Victor Lopez? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm, I don't know all the nicknames, because I was before the nickname era. <laughs> everyone had a nickname when I came into parkour, and then it kind of like, they, no one had one again. Nope. Like, right when I got into it, like 2010, like the nickname thing has died off. That's how you know I'm OG. That's how you know you're OG, because you still go by it. Nick Knox. Knox. Like, what is like, the origin of Knox? Dude, Nox, there's Daniel the Arroyo, right? Daniel Ilavaca. Can't have another fucking Daniel, even though my last name is pretty dope. My last name only works with my first name. It doesn't work with Knox, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> what the what, what is the origins of Knox, anyhow? Ooh, this is a good question. Well, when I first started doing parkour, I kind of... I didn't necessarily throw myself around, but I wasn't afraid to, like, do stuff. And people just thought I was kind of crazy. And then <laughs> it came from Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville, it actually came from that. Okay. But I just thought it was actually... I was like, I can't be called fucking Knoxville. But I kind of like Knox. I was like, it's short. It starts with an X. Or sorry, it starts with a K. It uh, ends with an X. It's a silent K, so you never even hear the K. <laughs> no, there's just some I interesting... There's some interesting aspects to that name. Yeah. I like it. Do go on. Oh, that's about it. Okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's more interesting things about myself, but the name kind of ends there. Okay, well... It's just stuck, and I've just I've kind of liked it, and now I don't hear my name, my real name Daniel, very often, like family, and that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like, it's pretty much like if I hear that, if I hear Danny or Daniel, I don't even respond. I don't even look. Up. Yo, Danny, you just looked at me, bro. Well, you just lied to everyone about on the podcast. <laughs> I was my head was <laughs> old, my head was. Yeah, you're already turning towards you when you said. Yeah, it. but your eyes glanced even f- faster over at my eyes. So you know you'd be, get, you'd be down to respond to Danny. Nope. <laughs> All right. No, I mean, I would, but it's like usually the location. You got any more notes there, Dylan? Anything you want to notes? notes? Notes. Niggity notes. Hey. That was, a, that was, I, a, that was <laughs> an unintentional racist story. <laughs> I'm super sorry. You're not allowed to say that. That was a little, and That's going down in history that was, now. Hey. I have a pretty black birthmark, so I think we're in the clear. No, we're not in the clear at all. <laughs> That's not always. Help was our roommate. He's like one of the only black people in Colorado. Yeah, you got to watch out in Colorado. There's very ethnically not diverse like, so you, place to be. If you say it, you just probably won't have anyone say anything to you about it. <laughs> well, it's just you you know, you're not exposed else, to it. Like, you go to DC and you say something like that. If you're from the you're coastal city. Looking around, you're sketched out. You're like, well, this is not. Well, okay. maybe you're sketched out because you're racist. Mm-mm. I'm saying if you said it, if you dropped that in DC, you would be like, "Well, what did I just say?" Well, I'm about to get fucking. I think anyone would understand. Yeah, but I uh, thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I liked how you used it and used the iggity on the end of it. Well, like, it was iggity. That's what I was saying. I wasn't even thinking about anything like that. 
Can't say it. I can't say it. You know what? It's bullshit. What if you like the way that word sounds? I actually like the way niggity sounds. <laughs> well, you better put a silent K in front of it because there is a silent K. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! All right, we're gonna get in huge trouble. We're gonna lose our Hanes and Puma sponsors if you guys don't cut. <laughs> Wait, the we need to go ask. For, we don't want Hanes. We want my package. Oh no, no, we want my package. Just right. Let me get this straight. So you want me to talk, bring up a new topic? You, you can talk. bring up a new topic, or we can get into the the epic controversy that plagued Facebook all weekend, like for the last <laughs> two days. Yeah, we could. I think we should get I'm into not that. Super up to date on it, but it's we super, it's, all right. We should give ourselves a time limit, and so we can only talk about it for a certain period of time. And once that time limit is gone, we just have to move it on to the next. I don't time. even think we'll need it because I don't think there's that much to say. Dude, there's but, like 450 comments on that thread. Oh yeah, on no. Chad's thread. Okay, so if you guys don't know what we're it. talking about, there's a pretty hilarious like, just little chunk of drama that happened on the on the Facebook feeds this weekend. Uh, I don't know, like, the full in and out of it, but what it, I think it originated with is Greg Eccles posted a status about how it's dumb to name um, tricks because someone, was it Chad that was actually coming up with this Iron Man flip, Tony Iron Stark Man. flip or whatever, calling it Tony Stark, and he was calling, uh, I guess, whoever named it the Tony Stark flip, calling them out and calling Americans out in general for being full of shit, naming... <laughs> naming naming new naming moves that like already exist or whatever. And then there was uh about a thousand comments on there. And then about a million more <laughs> on uh on Chad's next status, which was uh titled like there's so much hate in the parkour community and people went on, you know, to say whatever, you know, this is why we Americans are dumb, European, whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm paraphrasing. But what are you guys' thoughts yeah, on it? You didn't say anything. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really read through all the comments. Europeans, so Americans. Who's, uh, got, who's got time? I read no, glance, got time I skimmed that. through. I skimmed through. I got the gist of it. But um, it seemed that's, like, what the gist was. Yeah. And I don't know because I don't want to comment too much about it because, again, I didn't read it. But generally, it seems like it's a legitimate claim that Americans – are doing some silly stuff sometimes when it comes to naming tricks, and uh, I agree. And well, and also training in like a, uh, a non-sustainable way. Well, to be fair, we're kind of like the we're definitely the new guy. Yeah, on the scene, it's like Europe had all this time to evolve before mm-hmm. we even like knew what parkour was. Like mm-hmm. it just wasn't even introduced to us. Yeah, like for sure. Yeah, like UK scene was established for years before we like really even knew about it. Mm-hmm. So I think we're like we're a little bit younger, or like the immature crowd. <laughs> I'm not saying that like of myself necessarily, but just in general, like it really hasn't hit America until pretty recently, like on a like a large on scale. A, yeah, a big like, scale. We have it was pretty niche for a while, like. There were only a few people that knew about it and were training, so um, yeah, yeah, we're still we're still trying to get the hang of it. We're still, <laughs> we're still. I think I think generally, like, it's all coming down to your taste and whatnot, and like, obviously, you don't want to take anyone and yourself especially too seriously, but like, um, I would I would agree with uh, most of my idols, like the people that influenced me the most were like overseas when I was initially coming up. And that's maybe because, just like you said, there's an older culture for parkour there. There's more going on. They've better history. Like, they're just beaster. They've had, like, communities that have just made better athletes because they've been around longer. 
And, like, you'll see that even in, in the United States, like, I think, like, the communities that are obviously, like, older, mm-hmm. like, Colorado's got a pretty old community, and it's produced, like, some of the beastlier athletes. The best namely, athletes in Namely the Dylan Baker. And then, like, also, you well, know. Dylan did it on his own because he's just Dylan. <laughs> Well, yeah, but he had Dylan people training because train. there was people in Colorado training. Dylan just trains on his own. He never trained with anybody for like five years, and then he <laughs> met me. He got better. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a hundred percent That's a hundred percent true. That's super. So Dylan's the anomaly. He's one of the dudes that just came out of the woods one day and just started doing just massive pre's, and he didn't care what you thought. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like. I, I tend to agree with you. It's like, yeah, maybe we were kind of new. Um, I think we definitely, like, there's some of us that want to influence it in a way that takes it more towards a European style. Mm-hmm. And whether whether or not you agree with that, you know, it's whatever. It's like to each his own. I, I would kind of, like, be down for it to kind of go in that direction more. If, from what I hear, is true. Again, I haven't really traveled. I definitely haven't traveled to Europe for parkour. I've been like overseas a few times, but not before I ever started training. And so, but I, I hear like that, you know, in that thread, there was a lot of mention of people are much more like skilled. Um, they're less, you know, influenced by ego and like trying to either get famous or get notoriety or, you know, best like one up each other and more influenced on just like pushing themselves and like furthering their own, abilities and like mental you know game or whatever it is so that's like those interests align with mine so i'm down with that um but again i don't necessarily have anything against the american community but they're just they haven't produced they've produced fewer people that i'm looking up to dylan is like my one of my obviously my favorite trading partner maybe ever in my whole (laughs) hardcore existence and it's because he trains in a very smart, efficient, like sustainable way and very analytical. And I think that's the way that you'd want to be if you're going to be training for a long time and training smart. And I've, I had to learn it the hard way because I was definitely a, a kid that was like more talent than like strength and more talent than technique or discipline, I'd say, when I first started out. Like I was pretty athletic, and I was pretty like you were saying, ballsy. You know, with the Knox thing, Knoxville. Yeah, dude, I progressed really. It's like quickly. I progressed progressed quickly, but then I would hit injuries and hit walls, mm-hmm. and it took me a little while to realize that you know you really have to be on point with your technique and your training. If and it's funny because like hucking stuff, hucking stuff doesn't get you better faster. Nope. <laughs> it gets you better. It doesn't get you better unless you like think that landing it crappily is better. But if you think that you're like just landing it sh- like shit style with your like knees pointed directly at each other <laughs> and your knees like <laughs> with your knees pointed directly into the ground, <laughs> if that counts for you, then yeah, by all means, huck it, huck it, bro. But generally, like what I've had to learn a little bit the hard way, but um, not that bad. I haven't had like super serious injuries or anything. Is that you have to be patient, be disciplined, and you'll actually get better faster. Like, if your fundamentals are on point, that's, like, going to give you the biggest platform. Like, you can only build a tall building, like, on a giant Dude. foundation, right? Like, How? you can't build, like, a foundation or the Empire State Building on, like, a yard by yard thing or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. If that's Dude, help. You, but Such a good example of that. Help Brandon, is- Brandon Halp, if you guys don't know of him, he's a beast. He was one of our roommates for a little while, and now he's living somewhere else in Boulder. But he just trained really smart. He's out of, like, the New Jersey scene. He's just 
you know, took it super slow. And now anytime he tries to move, he gets it, like, really quickly, like, perfectly. Like, first try. And which is, like, so much power. Like, his tucks are just ridiculous. Like, everything is just it's on point, you know? You don't even hear him win. He's lighter than Vinny Coriel. <laughs> it's a bold that's, claim. That's a bold claim. I don't know, man. Dude, we're going to have to have a, All right. a silent off. Okay, but you guys have to admit, he's ridiculous. He's very, very it's quiet. so crazy. He's And I definitely can't super, wait to see what super happens. Strong. He's just help. persistent with his training, yeah. He's going to, like, he's, and he's, he's, like, it's like, he doesn't have, like, this confidence that's, like, if he just was had that hockey mentality, he could probably just, because he has such a strong base, but he's still, like, really smart and just taking it slow. But it's fine, because, like, he's still pretty young. And then he's going to get to the point where he's just, anytime he wants to try something, he'll just be able to do it like, right away. Well, and I think it's it's interesting because it's a theme amongst, like, any of the people that you end up really respecting and and coming to know or that are famous, really. Like, most of them. I haven't, like, really ran into anyone that's just, like, really, really good and they have just shit technique. And they just have shit, like, ego problems and they're just full of, like, just trying to get to the next famous or whatever this and that. Um, if they are that way, like, they might even be sort of famous, but they're not, like, necessarily good in my opinion, you know? <laughs> like, it's not, they're not someone that really inspires me. Sometimes, like, people are, like, sort of well-known or whatever it is, but they, they don't have a style that, like, I'm impressed by necessarily. Not that they're trying to impress me or whatever, obviously, but, um, you know, I try to surround myself with people that I admire and that I, you know, have something to learn from. And I wouldn't necessarily hang out with some of these guys. <laughs> or girls. True. Um, I mean, I think it's like, you know, what Greg was saying. There's, um, there's a lot of people over there that have a lot of talent. But I was talking to you earlier, Dylan, about it. It's a lot of super talented people in the United States. They're really, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... A lot of I think them that anywhere that you go, yeah. anywhere you're going to go, yeah. And any, anywhere you go, you're going to find fucking people who aren't doing it right for sure you know and it's hard because you only see like the beastly stuff usually online yeah so you don't only you're not the work that goes people, into it you're not seeing those people who are dedicated that aren't that don't care about it because mm-hmm. they're just they don't care about being online and shit you know i guess you got that whole like you got the tempest la thing they're like doing more stunts you know it's it definitely is a little bit more about like the thing and stuff and like you might <clears throat> get that mentality you know, like the kids that they're training over there are kind of seeing it like, oh, I want to be able to like do these stunts or be able to do this crazy flip and whatnot. You know, they're not getting like that training. Like the apex movement training is definitely different than what they're delivering over there. So depending on where you are, where you go. This I, be a I don't really different. know because I haven't really been around Tempest enough to make any call. But obviously it's like if you're in L.A., there's, there's going to be a folks. lot of people that are like, trying to get work it's in a different movies focus. and That's television and stuff. So I can see that being like um, a thing that they have to watch out for extra being out there. But Well, again, that's I not think, inherently wrong. Just no, like, I think it's like, like, no, well, just like the competitions thing where I was saying, like, if somebody's training specifically for a competition, how does that affect you? Same thing like if someone's training specifically for stunts or specifically to do like a certain type of trick, or yeah. that's just your style, you want to learn, like, the biggest tricks, that's not inherently bad. I no. think what what Greg and, like, Caleb and some of those people were advocating was um, 
more like the safety aspect. The training I think there's method, a lot of the training methods. There's just it. like some recklessness and yeah. saying like at like the latest Beast Coast Jam, which is in America, one of the biggest jams in America. He's saying like, oh, he saw like 16 injuries in one day or something, um, which is just evident of like the way that people train here or yeah, just the lack of finesse and you know conscious effort towards technique and sustainability. So I think that's really more the issue that they're yeah. bringing up. And, yeah, um, that that they didn't see that when you know they were traveling overseas. Like Caleb and Greg have both done a lot of traveling and noticed kind of those motifs. I think it's interesting because I think it comes from maybe just like uh, when I imagine like the UK, maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm just like making stuff I actually haven't been, but um, I just imagine kind of like these smaller communities of like maybe like 10 tops people in like one area and they just kind of train together. There's not like a gym or anything. They're just kind of, they just go yeah. outside and they train like consistently together and that just kind of, it builds, like, the community aspect, and it builds, they're just, like, building on each other's techniques and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the U.S., it might just be, like, a little bit more, like, big, I don't know, huge communities, just, like, yeah. with, like, big, surrounded by, like, gyms, mm-hmm. and just, like, a lot of disconnect between different people, like, the higher, I mean, I'm guilty of this, too, like, I... I personally enjoy training with higher level people. Yeah. And I think a lot of times like people get segregated into these groups of like, well, here's like the kids that learn from the gym. And then here's the guys that go out and train on their own. And then here's like some other group that might train on their own. And they don't, there's not enough congruency to make it so that the community evolves as a whole. Mm -hmm. You just have those outliers that are doing really well. Mm -hmm. And then you have like the, kids that are trying to figure it out and just like everybody else just rummaging around <laughs> yeah it's definitely a little more it's american dude i mean like it is got like an american personality to it you know <laughs> yeah. it's like we they don't see if honey boo boo in fucking in europe you know or whatever like <laughs> we do some dumb shit out here and we just have a lot of people too so there's going to be some like ridiculousness that's going on i think and um i think you're totally right and it's just like it's it's going to be hard to tie some of these communities together, and uh, all we can do is just try to be an example and get the word out. That um, Merv, holla, holla. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think like that's one message that is really important: is that sustainable training is not only the best way to train safely. Like safe training is important for for progression. Yeah. So you, I always, I've had, always tried to you get injured. You get it's walk. hard. It's hard to tell a kid that like really wants to just get in there and learn like double flips and stuff like off the bat. Like if you're in a gym, it you know it's hard to convince them. It's like, guess what? You're not ready for that. And when you're ready for it, it'll be really easy for you if you wait till you're ready. Mm-hmm. And you'll be a beast at that point. And you'll be able to learn lots of cool moves. But um, the be- the best way to get there is to put in the work and. Uh, and use some, like, restrict, restraint and some discipline. Kids will come up to me at the gym um, and just, like, do you think I can do this yet? Do you think I can do this yet? Do you think I'm ready for this? And yeah. Like, it's just like, dude, man. <laughs> it's it's definitely, like, disheartening sometimes. You teach a summer camp, and they all want to watch, like, Assassin's Creed, like, videos, <laughs> and, like, they want to watch, what else? Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior stuff, and you're just like, oh, dude. I mean, you can't. You can only do what you, whatever you know. You, like put out there. I think like whatever you whatever you're interested in. Put your message out there. Like try to be helpful and positive, and 
and let it be what it is. But at the same time, you just like, I hope these kids, I hope I can set an example for these kids that's not, you know, anything that I disagree with, which is, you know, unsafe training or whatever. So I think everyone can get on board with that. Any last words before we move on? I think we're ready Next for the questions. please. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, we're I think we're questions. maybe ready for the fan questions. Uh, uh, hopefully they're fans. I'm I'm thinking we got a few notifications here. So we posted a status earlier, asking for some some questions from the Facebook followers. Um, let's see here. Do you have any pulled up there? Uh, oh, here we go. I got it. It's the first one. I'm gonna go down the line. We're just gonna do them all. Rapid fire as much as we can. I got virtually full service here, but my phone is still super here, slow. Here, I got it. 4G. You kept that 4G sign. There you go. I'm going on Wi-Fi, and it's still not working. I don't know what the deal is. So I posted, post your questions and or double dog dares in the comments. These are the comments. First one from Tom Coppola. Ooh, I like Tom. He's a nice guy. Tom, we've mentioned him already like in the podcast last week. Tom's I think amazing. even this week. He's from Origins Parkour. He's good friend of ours we love him he's uh, actually from the states originally moved I up love to Canada. You, Tom. good dude for sure he says what's it like training closely with athletes known for their mental fortitude do you feel pressure to keep up or does it reinforce your identity with your own style of parkour if there is pressure to keep up what effect does it have on your ability motivation goals attitude etc that's a question for Knox let's hear it Knox um, Dylan's real good that's my answer <laughs> Okay. No, for sure. Like training, it's it's good um, to train with you guys. Even you, Dougie. Like you guys, both of you guys, you're so skilled. But your your mental game is so on point that, like, just training with you guys up at height and seeing how easy it is for you to like make that step to like get yourself to do something. It's just like, it's just like that confidence is is there and. Um, I don't know. It makes me want to just like do more roof missions. <laughs> it makes me like, dude, I just need to be up high more often. Do you feel like, that's pressure not something to like, I should... be like more like that, or do you? No, I won't. I definitely. I don't feel the pressure. It's not like a pressure. Like I need to be like that, but I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. It makes me be like, you know, I could do that too. Like if I just like trained harder and and trained smart, that I could like progress to that point where I was comfortable doing that stuff because. A lot of the times, they're not, like, that crazy. Obviously, there are some stuff that you do that you up high that I'm just like, I'm never going to do that, and I'm totally fine with it <laughs> because I've never been a person that's wanted to do stuff at height. That's mm-hmm. not, like, what my style is about, but it does make me want to push myself and train hard enough that I could eventually get to that point. Um, but as far as, like, my own style goes, uh, it's what makes me stand out, you know? If I just, like, try to do that stuff only and like, only focus on that stuff, then I'm not exploring, like, what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. So, it, there's definitely a balance between the two. Yeah. Word. Well, um, yeah, I, I think, think there's a balance between um, doing, like, taking your training to height yeah. and taking someone else's training. Like, because what you're talking about is, like, what me and Brandon do isn't necessarily <laughs> your style. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean that you could couldn't do something at height because one of the cool things about taking something to height is that you open up a new axis of movement and that's something that a lot of people lack. 
So many people just move on a horizontal axis. I've been liking the descent and stuff. Like, the descent and the ascent and stuff is really sweet. I think it's it adds a new dimension to your training. And if you ever get bored, I don't know any of you out there, if you're getting bored with your training, <laughs> going from point A to point B across, you know, a fucking horizontal line. <laughs> You might want to start looking into going up or down. Get some slope in that curve, is yeah, what I'm get, saying. Yeah, and I think that's um, that's a cool way to just spice things up a little bit. Well, and I think I've, I've your your style that. could doesn't just because you're like more like flowy and creative doesn't mean that you couldn't adopt more of a like uh, a height training into that. Yeah, not that you have to, but no, for sure. Yeah, like I was saying, it's a balance of trying to like figure out how I want to push that. How I want to like take what I can learn. Do you from feel you like guys? you get uh, like when you're done training? Let's say like you you're training with Dylan. He's doing some real be shit. You're maybe not doing all of it. You're doing maybe some of the things that you're like. Oh, I think I want to do that. After you get down, like, what are your thoughts? Like, how does it shape your training afterwards? You're like, damn, that helps me. This like it makes stuff on the ground a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like more of a man too. <laughs> you just do. You're just like. I feel like I've overcome something that, and the thing is, like I was saying, some of it's not super difficult, but the fact that is like, if you mess up, you could be in a really shitty situation. So like when you can overcome that kind of stuff, afterwards you have a new confidence for sure. You definitely feel more confident as long as you're doing it smart. Yeah, you're training smart. Yeah, I think uh, one of the reasons why I like gravitated towards training at height and namely with Dylan, I mean like. There was some stuff I was doing. Like, I've always sort of been down, but also, like, um, especially when I started training with Dylan, is, like, that just be that ability to surprise myself and uh, and to be, like, really focused and down to do something, like, without really actually being afraid of it, you know? Like, yeah, getting to myself can... to a point, like, I'm, I've been, in, like, when I initially started training parkour... I didn't think I would ever be interested in training at height because I didn't see the point, and I didn't see like why you would ever like want to risk it or whatever. But the the whole thing that intrigued me was that I don't feel like I'm taking a risk when I'm doing it the right way, and and then after it happens, I'm just like, oh, that's really interesting that I was down to do that, even though like obviously there's perceived dangers like from you know third party perspective or you know obviously even I can t- I know I'm high up. But um, I don't feel, like, sketched out about it. And um, it's definitely felt like a huge push for me. And at the same time, like, there's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I've just kind of gravitated to it. I mean, training it. with Dylan uh, at height is different than training with other people at height. One, you see things differently than most people that I've ever met, ever. <laughs> not even just with parkour, but, like, definitely with, like, height training. And you're not reckless at all. And so, like, you're able to reason it out and so so you're like I like that makes sense this doesn't seem like that ridiculous of a thing you know obviously do some stuff that like you're physically like beast as shit so (laughs) some stuff you can do it because you can actually do it and things you can do things that I couldn't physically do but um when I'm training with you at height a lot of times I'm like oh I could actually do that and you just kind of like it's easier for you to like rationalize what you're doing at height. Mm-hmm. And then you just are like, oh, well, this this makes sense. This this does not seem unreasonable, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
and then committing. <laughs> I know I, pl- I plugged it last time. I said I was going to do that blog. Oh yeah, Baker and, blog. Uh, and then act the actual blog. Oh, the actual blog. The actual yeah, written blog post that I was making. But I'm uh, I'm refining it, so it's not out yet. But still got yeah, some revisions. It's basically my philosophy on how a how to conquer fear safely and b that fear at a certain point is not necessary in your training and it should be something that you could potentially eliminate given the right steps and i kind of break down how you might be able to do that um so keep an eye out i'm not not gonna say that it's gonna be out this week because last (laughs) time i did it didn't come out so we'll we'll um, make sure we tweet at it or whatever when it comes out hashtag (laughs) dylan's a big old man uh, yeah, Dylan's very interesting to train with, and I think it's super interesting to, like, go take your trainings to anywhere where it requires you to really study and analyze the, the decisions you're making, and, um, and after you start taking things to a, a height level, like, it becomes, not addicting, I would say, but, like, it becomes an area where, like, you're, you're being able to really push yourself and discover things about yourself. It's really fun. When you're at, when you, when you're on the ground, like... It's easier to assess, like, am I going to be able to try that? And uh, I try to treat things, like, as challenges that I have to conquer because I want them to be hard for me on the first try, you know? And uh, I want that I want to to be committed to movement when I'm doing it. So even on my own ground level, I'll throw, like, challenges, like, at myself of just, all right, you're not going to, like, you know, treat it as if it was a heights game. Um, even if it's just not to, like, prepare yourself for heights, but just to give yourself a little bit of, like, a, you know, problem-solving kind of thinking. You're like, great, let's say I have to do this right now. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, I like the, to think that way. All right. Dude, I like night Took missions. A, night missions real quick. Took a giant wait, amount wait, of time Wait, can one. we just do this real quick? Yeah. <laughs> um, like you are saying, when I come down from it, usually I'm just like, dude, the next day I train, that's I want to do that again. <laughs> like, after I do a night mission, I want to just night mission for my training. <laughs> like I don't yeah. like I don't even care about flips after I've that. I talked about that too like, before. Yeah. I seriously was just like, you know, it was fun, but this is awesome. There was a point in my training where I only night missioned. Yeah, I didn't do anything else because it was just not fun anymore. <laughs> but I, I also I, I had to realize that like there were other areas that I could progress in, just yeah. like technique wise and just like create from a creativity standpoint. Yeah. But <laughs> for a while there, I was just like. This is the only way to train. This is the only <laughs> way to push yourself. It's not the only way, but it's a good way to do it if you're yeah. if you're ready for it. And Especially look after Dylan's article you're being smart, you have like you go it. with someone else. I don't think that someone should be night missioning right. like by themselves, like doing dumb shit. Like <laughs> go with someone, be smart, like be safe, like don't break people's property. You know, just like <laughs> don't bash in windows. You know, don't. Obviously, I mean, don't fucking come do on. It. Don't, don't jump in. It. These are general life rules. <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't stand at the edge of a wall. We're moving on. Moving on. Trey, Trey Vaughn, everyone. Who, if you don't know who Trey is, which I don't know why you would necessarily. He's OG. He's, been, he's super OG, but he's been out of the game, out of the spotlight for a little while. But he was one of like the original Apex Movement community members. And big shout out to Trey. Hello. One of the main reasons I got into parkour when I first started training, like with the Boulder community. I liked his movement, like, more than anyone's, I think. Yeah. I thought his movement was the cleanest looking, the most, like, technically on point. He looked pretty when he was doing it. He's a pretty man. Um, <laughs> you guys look alike. We kind of do look alike. He's ridiculous hair. 
Um, but you so look Trey, Trey's like a powerful mover, um, but he's kind of an anomaly. He doesn't. He's got good technique and stuff, but he also just plays video games all the time. So, but anyhow, that's Trey. Trey's hitting us with a lot of questions. So his first one. If the parkour community was the movie Star Wars, who would be which characters? Please repeat for Harry Potter, too. All right, so we're just going to do ourselves. Who are you in Star Wars? Dude, I don't even know. I don't even really watch Star Wars. I'm sorry. Oh, dude. Just well, pick me. Pick, pick you've, 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 you've never Star Wars, it. right? Just I have, anyway. but I just don't. Right, your job of the hut. Your job of the hut. Dude, can I be Hans? Nope. You just you just you, you relinquished your right to choose. Now your job of the hut. Fine, I'm Harry Potter <laughs> when it happens. <laughs> okay, choose Harry Potter though for the next one. Who are your Who are your choices? <laughs> do, who do I? You're probably gonna be Chewy because you're Chewy. super hairy. You're Chewbacca. Can you give us a Chewbacca I mean, noise? <laughs> no, I cannot. I'm sorry. Give us a shot. No one ever wants to hear your Chewbacca noise, dude. That's embarrassing. Dude, I'll give you mine. <laughs> So you're Chewy. What about in Harry Potter? Uh, He's Hermione. I have to choose for myself. I thought we were choosing like I don't know. You can I can nominate one for you. Is so and so like oh who oh we can be anyone. Oh that makes sense. It says if the parkour community was yeah. Um, well you know yeah. Oh shit, that's a lot. There's a lot of characters like. I, I think mean, the, the the idea behind the question is. Like, who in the community best suits each character? Okay, yeah. So who's, like, the Darth Vader of... I'm still good with being Chewy, by the way. You're totally Chewy. (laughs) He's a noble human. He's giant and hairy, and he's a total beast, so that makes sense. Uh, I I don't really know Star Wars that well, but let's say, who's, like... Who's Luke Skywalker? Who's, like, the golden boy, like... Who's... Let's say, um... Darth Vader. Oh, for sure, David Bell is Yoda, right? Oh, oh yeah. for <laughs> sure. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's Danny. Elabaka is Yoda. Who's <laughs> David Bell's more OG? He's like he's before Yoda. He's Yoda's Yoda. He's like Qui Gon or whatever. I don't know all the names that well, but I'm actually feeling like David good. Bell is the Force before Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> on because there's so many more if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life but this food had 100% of the nutrition you ever need what would it be (laughs) the fuck that's that's a good one Knox what do you got cheese I'm eating some cheese right now but that's not my uh... he just dipped into the kitchen no one can hear you over there bro you're eating cheese so his is cheese that's a pretty good one cheese that's a Um, horrible one no, well, no, the thing I, is, it's all about taste. He says it gives you all the nutritional value. Yeah, which one tastes the best? Basically. So basically, it comes down to what tastes good. But you don't want to get sick of it because you're going to have to eat it for the rest of your life. Oh, that's a good point. Well, you're going to get sick of whatever the fuck it well, is. Well, if you just have water, then you're going to get to eat anything. Dude, water would actually be great. If you only had to drink water, that's not bad. That would make a lot of sense. <laughs> all right, we choose water. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> if Pokemon was real, which, park, which Pokemon would be your parkour training buddy? Can I be like Squirtle or some shit? I'd be my guy. That's a great question. Okay, why Squirtle? Water, flowy. Then he's a blaster. He likes to blast things. I like to blast things. <laughs> okay. With the, I'm not gonna go there, but I'm a blaster. Okay, he's a blaster. What's yours? <laughs> I don't even know Pokemon. I just picked the dude, the blaster guy. Damn, dude, I, it's such a tough call. Don't I mean, know too you, much about. Pokemon. Would you train with like? 
something that could fly. That would be pretty like, amazing. Like, that would flick you out of the cool. air. Get a get a dude. That would be amazing. Like imagine uh, you doing a gap, and he's just like prepped on the side. He's just ready to go. Just Yo, listen up. If I uh, if I bail this, so who's your who's your is it Pidgeot? Oh, uh, you go with the classic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to or do you this. do you change it to a Dragon Air or someone? Since I know that Trey hates Charizard, I'm gonna go with Charizard. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Charizard too, dude. I think I should do something on the fire side. Well, I was born in the year of the dragon, so we all choose Charizard. Fire. Die. Deal with that, Trey. All right, next one. Jesus, so many from Trey. Why is Jake Smith such a cutie patootie? Because he dresses uh, really nice. Well, he's just adorable. I mean, he look is. at him. He just makes Dude, good faces. Dude, his hair sometimes. Okay, these are more. How are babies made? We're not going to do that. How do you know if you're, <laughs> How do you know if you're pooping? You just know, Trey. Uh, seriously, how do you know if you're creeping? I might not be able to wait for the podcast to the answer. There's so many ways to know, but, uh, Usually I'm going to let smell, you figure it out. The smell sometimes? I think he already figured it out. I think he's going to just have to figure that one on his own. I'm he, let, he asked that question some, a while ago. I'm giving him some tough love. He's just going to figure it out. How many licks does it take till you get to the center of the, uh-oh, of the oh-oh? I don't really know what that means. That's what from Jake it? Smith. What? The, what? I, I, I don't know. What We're not answering that. that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with two licks. All right, Andy, Andy Tabor. These are all roommates, by the way, uh, or at least former roommates. Jake, Andy, and and Trey, and they're just spamming us with garbage questions. What is the sky made of? Why are there colors? It's made of blue. How long after death do you get to be a ghost? And the color is orange. Dare find a real life cat. Challenge him here to a rainbow challenge. Don't even know what that is. Whomever, excuse my grammar. <laughs> How long after death do you get to be a ghost? That's the last question. I don't believe Ooh. in ghosts, so I don't know. Zero. How long, How long after, after death? death? I'm going to go with zero. Zero times. Um, shit. I'm stumped. I want to say immediately, but that can't be right. Immediately? That's not. That doesn't answer the question. How long after? Pretty quickly. How like, long do you get to be a ghost? Oh, immediately? That's not an answer. How long do you get to be a ghost for? Yeah. Before you're just n- not a ghost anymore? Yeah. What's your, what's your ghost life like? Dude, you get to make up the parameters. Um, let's just say forever. It's a fucking ghost. Right? Yeah, I guess. All right. So you're getting zero from me, forever from Knox. Where are you at? Are you in the middle? He's half of an infinity? Somewhere half of an infinity. Infinity over two. That's what Dylan would say. Right right. Can we finish off with something actually like worth listening to? Uh, yeah, you got something? Um, um, there's something on that blue notepad you got right there. No. Not a thing. Well, let's see here. There's a, there's some things that I'm doing. I have to buy a car. This is like... <laughs> Doug this needs is, to buy a car. This is, these are not only just my notes, but the, the notes of the podcast, but some of the things I need. So if you guys have a car... I have a note. It just says Knox. That's dope. Yeah, it just says Knox right there. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and just pick. We're going to pick a one video to watch. Flow, a la Flow Show. Give us your video to watch. Any video. It doesn't have to be parkour related even. Any video. Huh? Any video that you think viewers should check out. Or or piece of media. Maybe a song. I'm just going to give you a pick of the week from Dylan, myself, and Knox. Yeah, let's let's try that. The other way around. Knox. Knox. Oh, what? 
All right. All right. Go. Simon Neo Gaguerra, dude. That guy with the funky pants, the crazy hair. I like the way he moves. You should just check him out. He's dope. Dope. I'm stoked on that guy. He might be French or something. <laughs> I like him. All right. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and replug. If you haven't seen that Harry Mania. Oh, two, Harry Mania. Um, something that, like, is shared a while. It was pretty viral. You probably saw it because Storm shared it, and a lot of us are going to be following Storm if you're listening to this, probably. But uh, super dope BMX video. Um, I really like just like the song and everything else about it. So um, check out some other sports. Check out, get some ideas on how you're going to edit your next video. That's what I do. I look at these other disciplines that have gone further, and uh, try to get ideas. So what well, I, I was just scrolling through my phone here, and I found a video of a llama. <laughs> And it's jumping, like, really high and far, just, like, over and over again. Okay. And you should definitely watch that. What's the that. title of the video? It's called That Moment When You Walk Into the Gym After Taking Too Much Pre-Workout. And it's a uh, llama. <laughs> Here you go. Let's... Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so I'm Great. sure if you Google... It's set to DMX up Lama... in here. Okay, llama so, jumping uh, real that, high. Give that a view. Check those things out. You're totally going to get a laugh and hey, inspi- uh, inspiration. What car do you guys think Brandon should buy? Oh, yeah. Tweet at me. What car do I need to buy for the next podcast? You don't even have to go tweet at him. You could. Just tell you him just somewhere. You just ask them to. Whatever. You just said to tell him somehow. Facebook, either way. All right, gang. I uh, hope you enjoyed the podcast. This is Dylan Knox and myself, Brandon it's Knox, Dylan, and Brandon. It's actually Brandon Dylan with Knox. <laughs> it's the High Job Podcast. It's Knox with, with a Brandon Knox. with Dylan. No, no. It's, it's, it's the Brandon show with a side of Knox. And a heaping hey, I'm a portion big old Dylan. fucking side right now. You're a heaping portion right now. <laughs> I'm having Dylan for dessert. Hey, I live here. <laughs> I'm a permanent member of this podcast, whether you like it or not. <laughs> we'll see it's true. We're at the We're at the Maxwell. <laughs> um, coming from Boulder, Colorado. It is... Midnight and 11 minutes on Thursday, August 28th. And we love you guys, but we gotta go. Yeah. Good night.